The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. I'm grateful you're joining me today, and I'm grateful to be here today. Last week, I treated you to a podcast with the Reverend Dr. Lauren Artris because you would not have enjoyed listening to me coughing all through the broadcast. I chose that particular podcast because it has been one of my listeners' favorites and because she has so much important information to share that you can't listen too many times. Each time you get something new and meaningful, which is truly, which is true really of all of our guests. Two weeks ago, because it was Thanksgiving, I chose to replay our first show with Dr. Larry Dossey. It continues to be the most listened to show, and I replayed it as a message of gratitude for the gift of being able to do this show and for the amazing guests who have honored me with their presence on the show. Some even more than once, like Larry Dossey, who will join us again on February 12th, and Dr. Bernie Siegel, also one of my listeners' favorites, who is joining us today for the third time and has already offered to come back again early next year. Now, that's an offer I would never refuse. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, and positivity. We literally become younger and feel lighter as we choose to see the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information and perspectives, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field. I felt the joy, beauty, and love in my life this week from two of my clients. One said, I love coming here, and she left with a smile on her face and a bounce in her step. 
The other one said, I've gone to numerous counselors and it always took months to get one insight. With you, I get insights every time I come, starting with my very first visit. And as I sit here, I feel the angels working on me and healing me. I also appreciate the email from Gabriella, who listened to the program on lymphatic massage before Thanksgiving. She had been sick for two weeks, and after listening to our guest, Leslie Forsyth, she went to YouTube and found a video showing her how to do the lymphatic massage on herself. She followed the instructions and cleared her congestion. She said, that other people even noticed how clear she sounded. She wrote, this lymphatic massage really works. Thank you. Even illness can be an opportunity for learning and changing and growing. When we look at our life as a journey, we realize that we needed the first step before we could take the second step, before we could take the third, and so on. Our experiences build on themselves. When we are done with one experience, we are open to the next level of learning and healing. When I look back at all of the healers who I've worked with, I realize that I needed the previous group before I was ready for the current group. The people who I'm working with working with now are the best and most profound I've had for what I need in this moment. Each experience readies me for the next. So I never regret that I didn't meet this person before the last because I needed the last in order to ready myself for the current person and the kind of healing that they provide. And this last week has prevented me has presented me with the opportunity to experience more amazing healing. With a serious sinus infection and cough, I had no choice but to spend the week resting and seeking treatment to prevent a more serious illness. So how do I give this a positive spin? How do I use this illness to grow and to learn? First, I struggled with the decision to play a podcast. It was the first time since the show began on March 20th that I didn't do the show live. It was hard for me to make that choice, but my body really left me no options. I had to choose my own self-care over my responsibility and desire to help others. This has been one of my life challenges. And for most of my life until recently, I would have chosen my responsibility to others. And I faced the same challenges with my clients who I had to reschedule. I can't remember a time when I ever did that. I always mustered the energy to fulfill my commitment to my clients, but this time I just couldn't without causing harm to myself. This was a deeper lesson for me and letting go of my shoulds and wants tos and taking care of what I needed to for my own well-being was an important growth for me. Because I believe that illness always involves releasing, I chose to look at what I was releasing through this congestion and cough. 
First of all, it was that was all about water in my sinuses, head, ears, throat, and lungs. Since water is about emotions and unconscious thoughts, I knew I was releasing old, congested, stuck, limiting beliefs, sadness, uncried tears, and pain. And I was, as I was coughing up what I had figuratively swallowed when I didn't speak my truth. Coughing creates change, and this cough was at the deepest levels. I even lost some of the strength in my voice so that I could create a renewed, stronger, more powerful voice, literally and figuratively, along with stronger, healthier lungs. Since I have a history of laryngitis, pneumonia, and bronchitis, it was a victory to avoid those illnesses, but it also felt as if I was healing them at deep levels. Since I do my best to avoid antibiotics, I used a variety of natural healing approaches like lymphatic drainage massage, essential oils, energy medicine, spiritual healing, herbs and vitamins. I even used yoga breathing techniques and Ayurvedic approaches. In the end, I choose to take the approach of integrative medicine using natural healing modalities when appropriate and Western medicine when necessary. I knew I needed a strong decongestant and an antibiotic on top of the lymphatic massage and energy healing if I wanted to avoid getting worse. One of the blessings was getting lymphatic massage numerous times to assist in my healing. It helped me clear more than my sinuses and lungs. It helped me release some very old emotional and physical pain. At one point, Leslie said to me, I smell perfume that older women use. I was puzzled until I remembered my mother who was born around 1911, used to wear Chanel Number no. 5 perfume. Not exactly a hip perfume today. When I mentioned it, Leslie recognized it immediately. The smell of my mother's perfume was a message that I was releasing the abuse in our relationship. It was as if some of her had gotten stuck in me and now was ready to let go and let me be at peace, and I was ready to let it go. As Leslie said, you are releasing something very old and deep. Then in our last session, she said, I feel pain and burning leaving your kidneys. I knew immediately that it was the last remnant of the pain that I had experienced from my two-year ordeal with my bladder. Who knew that this level of healing was possible through lymphatic drainage massage? One more bonus was the infrared machine that Leslie used to help dry out my congestion. I noticed that some of the brown spots on my skin were clearing after the treatments. Now I have something to new, new to look into, and if it's a worthwhile healing aid, I'll share it with you on another broadcast. There's always something new to learn on the journey.
Illness affords us the opportunity to get quiet enough to think, to go deep into the parts of ourselves that we are still hiding from, the parts that will need healing. It's like the Rolling Stones song, you can't always get what you want, but if you try sometime, you just might find you get what you need. Freud said, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. I don't believe it. In every situation, there is meaning on some level. It's up to us to be willing to look at ourselves from all perspectives, to be vulnerable, to see beyond our limited beliefs, and allow ourselves to see more deeply. Growth is always possible if we allow ourselves to ask the questions and to be open for the answers. Sometimes they come immediately, and sometimes it takes longer. The key is to hold open the willingness to see, hear, and know the answers without judgment of self or others. In this month of December, you can surround yourself in rainbow light for increased good fortune. The number three is also powerful. I've been using the rainbow light to surround myself while saying an affirmation three times and at 3 p.m. in the afternoon when I can because the time in, uh, of 3 o'clock increases the power of the number three and saying my affirmation three times obviously increases my good fortune. So think of what it is that you want most in life. Is it peace? Is it joy? Is it love? Is it happiness? Is it good health? Is it friends? Is it healing? What is it that you want? And create an affirmation that will bring that to you more quickly. It's amazing to me how my own search for healing has led me to the people and methodologies that I share with you on this show. It's a blessing to be able to take my personal challenges and turn them into a silver lining by helping others experience a positive take on life, along with new methodologies like lymphatic massage that help people heal at the deepest levels, including physically, emotionally, and psychologically. I have healed my body, my thoughts, and my emotions in a profound way and continue to do so as I move forward in my journey in this lifetime. There's always more to learn and new ways to grow. We have the choice of feeling like a victim or of being grateful for the opportunity to grow in such beautiful ways. Our perspective is everything. It can change our experience in the moment, which can change the past and future. It's up to us how we choose to experience, understand, and talk about our life. We can give it a positive spin or a negative one. Which we choose will influence how we feel in the moment and what we draw to us in the next leg of our journey. We can be self-empowered 
or allow ourselves to give up our power to a person, an experience, or a limiting belief. Or we can choose to expand our thought processes, see life from a limitless perspective, and look for the lesson, the growth, the blessing, and the successes in each and every experience. The spiritual realm is generous with giving us opportunities to make better, healthier, more self-loving choices. We can choose to take advantage of those opportunities or not, just like I could have chosen to view my sinus infection as a terrible thing, and I could have sunk into anger and why me and poor me and isn't this awful and there's so many things that I want to do and I can't do it because I have to take care of my health. When I chose to look at it differently and chose to look for the blessings, so many good things came my way. And our guest has chosen to take advantage of those opportunities also. Dr. Bernie Siegel was my third guest at the very beginning of this show and has graciously agreed to return for the third time to talk about his spiritual experiences. Bernie is willing to talk about things that few physicians are. He retired from general and pediatric surgical practice in 1989 and has since dedicated himself to humanizing the medical establishment's approach to patients and empowering patients to induce their own healing. He founded Exceptional Cancer Patients to Facilitate Self-Healing. It isn't surprising that he was named one of the top 20 spiritually influential living people. Bernie's best-selling books include Peace, Love, and Healing, and 365 Prescriptions for the Soul. He's a sought-after speaker for good reason on patient and caregiver issues and the author of a new book, The Art of Healing. He can be reached at BernieSiegelMD.com. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. If you're enjoying our program, be sure to like us on Facebook. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Bernie Siegel. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. 
Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula Joyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I'm so glad that you're here today joining us because Dr. Bernie Siegel is here to talk with us about preparing for the end of life transition and communicating after the transition. So some some new ways of, of thinking um, uh, about how we can move from one life to the next and still communicate. Welcome, Bernie. I'm so glad to have you with us. Thank you very much, Paula. You know, I was thinking somebody, I can't remember her name, wrote a book called We Don't Die. And I wrote a foreword to define the we, if you know what I mean, that, that our bodies die, but our consciousness doesn't. It doesn't require a body. And, uh, you know, we can get into many examples that, uh, you know, are common, much more common today when people are not afraid to express themselves. Because I found as a doctor, as I learned about near-death experience and a whole host of other things, I would ask my patients and they'd always say, oh, no, 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 never had that, no. And, you know, as the years went by and as the patients began to learn that I wasn't a normal doctor, then they weren't afraid to talk to me about their experiences and help their families understand that what they were talking was not crazy. Let me give you an example that had a diabetic patient who had lost his sight due to diabetes. He has a cardiac arrest while in the hospital. Uh, Everybody rushes in to resuscitate him. When, and he was resuscitated. (laughs) Uh, You know, we got his heart started again and uh, he came back, and um, he said to his wife, Honey, I 
you know, was out of my body, I could see what was happening in the room while they were working on me. And his wife's reaction was, you're nuts. That's crazy. I can't believe that. And he said, honey, you're wearing a green dress. When they came in, they told you you had to move out of the way, and you went over in the corner of the room and sat in a chair during the whole thing. Oh, and tell the doctor his pen is under the bed. It fell out of his pocket while he was working on me. <laughs> and, you know, and then the wife looks at me like, ah, because I didn't have a problem, you know, agreeing with him that he could see and was out of his body and so forth. But for his wife, it's, you know, just sheer insanity. And there are even books written. One, I think, is called Mindsight by Ken Ring, that people who were born blind and had near-death experiences. And as one man said, because he had a near-death experience due to an auto accident, and um, it was the fall. And he said, I left my body, and I could see And it was incredibly beautiful. And he was upset that he didn't die, if you know what I mean. Because, you know, they resuscitate me and then I'm back in my body and blind again. And I can't see all the beauty. And, uh, you know, but those are the things that when people aren't afraid to tell you, then you, you know, you have a different experience about life. Even recently, there's several doctors who have had... Um, the one by that brain surgeon, I forgot his name, you know, a near-death experience, and he wrote about it because suddenly it ain't crazy. You know, he's explaining it on a mechanical basis of what's happening to brain cells and, uh, you know, the people are, in a sense, in some, you know, like a paranoid state, you know, schizophrenic. I mean, their minds are going nuts and they're seeing all these things. And then it happens to him. (laughs) <laughs> and he knows his brain is dead because he, you know, they have an EEG, electroencephalogram running. They can document that his brain was dead. And so it's not this thing from his brain. And so he ends up writing a book. And at least he's honest enough, you see, to admit that he had the experience and not afraid to share it. And I think today it, it's much safer than it was decades ago uh, to talk about these things, but it's true. And and one more thing I'd say that really convinced me more than anything medical. I met an animal intuitive named Amelia Kincaid when I was speaking for the uh, ASPCA at a non-kill conference in California. Mm. And we met in an elevator and started talking to each other. And my reaction to somebody being an animal intuitive and talking to animals years ago was, oh, come on, ma'am, you're a bit crazy talking to animals. But what happens a few months later? One of our pets disappears. Somebody leaves the house door open, and this cat is gone. And we live in a very wooded area, so I assume after a couple of weeks, the cat's dead. Doesn't return. I don't see the food being eaten. I called Amelia or emailed her and said, Amelia, tell me where the cat is. Without even a photograph of the cat, she sent me an email a day or so later telling me details about the house. And and when I say details, from garbage cans to pine cones to the other pets um, that 
she could see, and she said, the cat's alive, I see the moon through its eyes, and it's under the house. Now, that made no sense to me at all until the next morning when I went out and screamed the cat's name while standing in front of the garage, and all the other pets are looking at me, cats and dogs, like, what's wrong with you? And then I hear a cry from under a stairway that came off the side of the house. Oh. And the cat was under that, and it literally came all the way down to the ground, and she had squeezed under it to protect herself and stayed there. And I got mm-hmm. her out with some food and back in the house. Um, but what blew my mind was the description, and even names that Amelia mentioned, you know, uh, like the first name of the veterinarian. I mean, she just had these names that she, you know, put in the email. And so when she wrote, a book uh, called Straight from the Horse's Mouth, I said, let me write the foreword to let people know that they shouldn't question this, that there's no no question that it's true and it happens. And um, so it became the foreword to her book because I said, you cannot deny what she has done. And that is not the only time she's done it for me from halfway you know, around the world telling me where a missing pet is, and her descriptions are amazing in detail. So I know immediately when she's, because she said to me about one cat that was missing again, um, that I thought had snuck into the basement, and but I couldn't, I turned on lights, call it, it never came out. And I learned later the cat didn't want me to know it was in the basement, you know, because it's not supposed to be there. Uh, but... <laughs> But when Amelia said, well, maybe it's locked in your garage, and because her description of all these boxes and bags and junk, you know, made her think of a garage. But I knew as soon as she described it, it's the basement and where all our kids store their junk. Um, so I left the house, and my wife and a friend heard a cry yeah. from the basement. <laughs> they went down, opened the door, and she came running out. And it really made me, you know, confirm that she didn't want me to know she was there. But, you see, that she knew I left the house. Again, the cat's consciousness knew I can get out now. He's gone. And um, the part that I would say to everyone, whether it's communicating with animals, the dead, or, or yourself, is the quiet mind. And the symbol for me is the still pond in many myths. The ugly duckling realizes he's a swan, on a still pond. A tiger brought up by goats learns he's a tiger when another tiger takes him to a still pond. See, it's symbolic of the quiet mind. And I always hear Amelia saying to me, Bernie, if you can't find your dog and you stand there screaming, you're never going to make a connection. You know, when you accidentally leave your car door open you know, hitting the button as you're walking away from the car and you get back to your car and there's no dog in it, um, you start screaming and running around the parking lot. But then I hear Amelia say, Bernie, why your mind? And you'll get in the dog's mind. And as soon as I did that, I knew where the dog was. He was in stop and shop looking for me. Um, and I walked in and sure enough, there he was with the security guard. It's your dog? Yes, okay. I fed him and took care of him. <laughs> and I take them. But it, it, it's just amazing when you quiet your mind. And I always say that you then hear from the animal 
things that I, I know are not from my imagination. I don't know if you have time. Let me tell you one more because it, it see, it's also the consciousness speaks to us. I mean, what made the day my father died, as strange as this may sound, an incredibly beautiful day is I heard a voice say to me, how did your parents meet before I went to the hospital? Mm. And I, I really hear a voice. How did your parents meet? I don't know. Ask your mother when you get to the hospital. I walk in the door, out of my mouth, how did you two meet? And my mother started telling stories so that my father died laughing, mm-hmm. looking incredibly wonderful. And when the last, again, he can't know, but when the last person who said I'm coming to say goodbye to him came in the door, that's when he took his last breath. You mm-hmm. see, so he knew at a consciousness level, even if not an intellectual level. But now I've kind of, oh yeah, the vo- voice. I wrote a book called Buddy's Candle to help deal <clears throat> people deal with the loss of a loved one. And when I finished, I went out with our other dog to take a walk, and a voice said to me, go to the animal shelter. So I got in the car, and I go. I walk in the door, and there's a dog sitting by the door. And the words that popped out of my mouth were not hello or greeting anybody, but just, what's his name? His name is Buddy. He's been here less than 15 minutes. I said, I'm here to take him home. Mm-hmm. And no matter what they said about him, I just took him home. You know? uh, it wasn't about his behavior, why somebody brought him there, because they didn't want him. I'm here to take him home. On the way home, he jumped out of the car when I stopped to get gas. I mean, I got out of the car, and before I could do anything, he leapt out the door and started running down the street. And it was a hell of a job getting everybody to help me to catch him. But when we got home, I quieted my mind, and I just stood there and and said in my head, this is not verbal, why did you do that? And I couldn't believe the story he then told me, that I belonged to a couple, the husband was an alcoholic, The wife was nice to me. But when the husband would come home from work, she would say, take the dog for a walk. He would put me in the car, drive down to the bar, and go in and drink, and leave me locked in the car, and then abuse me and beat me. And I don't want to ever be in a car. Mm. I said, I'd never treat you that way. And I know what he was saying was true, because... I'd notice when we're taking a walk, if I picked up a stick, he would cringe and back up. In the house, if you picked up a broom to sweep up, he would again cringe. You're going to hit me with it. And, you know, just to say to him, come here, and he takes two steps backwards. And when we'd go past the local high schools near my house, he would always run over to the girls and stay away from the boys. I mean, it was so obvious. But when I mentioned to you about... uh, accidentally opening the car door on a minivan as I walked away from it. When I came back to the open car, he was sitting in it. The other dog was in stop and shop looking for me. And yeah. that's the part that impressed me, that he had faith in me, trusted me. And so he could sit there and wait for me in an open car. And um, it's just amazing. But I think, again, that... You know, most people who own pets know that when you decide you're going to groom them, take them to the vet, it's hard as hell to get them in the car. You know, they run all over the house and try to hide. And, uh, you know, when you 
say, ah, never mind, I won't do that today. Um, it's not working <laughs> out. Then suddenly they appear and they're sitting next to you. Because um, they know what you're thinking. And um, and so do people, in a sense. Uh, we may not be as good as, as animals, but studies show that when people felt their doctor was compassionate, they recovered more rapidly from the illness that they were suffering from than people who said, my doctor wasn't compassionate, didn't listen. So our energy, you know, it's not a local phenomenon. It affects those around us. I always say, this is a little test I always tell people to take. Go for a walk, you know, in town. And pick out somebody walking towards you down the street. And send them your love. I mean, just send them all kinds of wonderful messages in your mind. You know, love, joy, whatever you want to send them. Um, And... Watch how they look at you when they get up close to you and are about to pass by you. Just the look they give you versus the people that you don't send any messages to. And you'll notice there's a difference in the look. And it isn't because of you. It's because they're sensing something and showing it to you. It's really beautiful, and, and we're about to, to go to break, and then we'll come back. But the, the fact that you're a trained medical doctor and still are open to and understand and have been willing to explore the spiritual realm and how it connects to one's well-being animals as well as human beings and that we are more than our physical bodies and so much of the proof that you just described even circling back to your comment about the blind man and his seeing color and and seeing where the pen went and you know things that are not explainable unless we open our minds up to something greater than we know or think we know. So I, I look forward to um, continuing this discussion with you. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Bernie Siegel with more on communicating after life transitions and communicating in a, um, some people call it psychic, some people call it super consciousness, but communicating while we're alive with other human beings or animals through a nonverbal channel, we're all capable of it and it's opening up to the beauty of that. So we'll be right back after break. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission 
Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too, while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the life doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And we're here having a fascinating conversation with Dr. Bernie Siegel about communicating through the mind and through the spirit with other living beings and beings who have passed on to the other side. So thank you for being with us, Bernie. You said that there was another great, during break, you mentioned to me that there's another wonderful story you wanted to share. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that impressed me also. And I may add, just so people understand, that um, I live by my experience. I don't let beliefs limit my life, okay? I don't say I can't accept that. I was just talking to somebody today, you know, who's experienced cancer, and he was saying how frustrated he was with doctors, you know, who because they don't want to hear things if you've done something that's alternative, integrative, you know, different, um, because they haven't been exposed to it, so their minds are closed. And mm-hmm. I would say to people, keep your mind open. If you experience something, it's real, even if you can't explain it. I always say, we can't explain how we all got here in the first place, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we're all here, and uh, the universe is a fascinating creation. But anyway, we had a, I had a patient who said she was going to the Hawaiian island of Kauai, where her mother lived, to straighten out her relationship with her mother before she died. And off she went and did work it out and stayed and died on the island. About a year and a half later, my wife and I show up, give an outdoor lecture workshop on the island. And on Friday night... Uh, the night before the workshop, 
um, we went out to eat and then went into a store to get something. And there was a butterfly flying around in the store. And um, we're always rescuing everything. So my wife climbs up, puts her hand up, and the butterfly lands on her hand. And then we walk out of the store to release it. But it doesn't fly away. It stays on her hand, hops up on her shoulder. So we just get in the car and drove back to our hotel. We get out of the car. Butterfly still doesn't leave. It goes up to our hotel room and just kept flying around the kitchen and, you know, where we were. And finally, why the title of my story is You Can't Sleep with a Butterfly, I said to my wife, you can't sleep with a butterfly. You've got to get rid of it. You know, go out on the porch and brush it off. So she did. And she came back in saying, okay, I did. I said, look at your other shoulder. So she brushed it off her left shoulder. It came back in the apartment on her right shoulder. So at that point, we figured out, put out some sugar water for it to have a drink from and some nourishment, and then we jumped into bed. By this time, I say the butterfly was like part of our family. And I said to it the next day, I'm going to use you at the workshop. I'm going to put you in a bag and then open the bag when I'm starting the workshop after I discuss the symbolism of a butterfly. It's a symbol of transformation, you know, the caterpillar to the butterfly. And I said, I'll talk about that, and then I'll open the bag and you can fly out. So I put it in the bag, no problems, go to the workshop. This is 9 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Open the bag after talking about the butterfly, and the butterfly flies out. Now, what am I expecting? It'll fly away. It stayed till 5 o'clock in the evening over everyone's head. It just flew around and around and around, and it was totally mystical. By this time, I was convinced it was the spirit of my patient who was spending this time me. And at five o'clock, when I said, we're done, you know, I'm finished, then it flew up for the first time and, you know, went off into another area and we could go home without a butterfly back to our hotel room. But it was an incredible experience. And I have so many photographs of it sitting on my wife's shoulder in her hand. I mean, it, it, it just, you can't explain it. I mean, and you see, again, but these are the stories I began to hear because I shared things like that. I wasn't afraid to talk about it. And when you're sitting in a room of parents of children who have died, called Compassionate Friends, these support groups, um, see, they're not afraid to talk then because they know the people in the room have lived their pain and are not going to say, that's crazy, I can't believe that. They know that they were willing to listen to them. And so you'll hear parents talk about, well, again, a butterfly story. This boy, uh, one his favorite hobby was collecting butterflies and studying butterflies. And his room was filled with, you know, pictures and butterflies in, in containers and glass uh, you know, so that they could all be displayed. Well, he dies. The father goes for a walk in the woods in Connecticut, and a butterfly joins him and takes the whole walk with him. The father goes back to the house. He goes up to his son's room to look up what kind of butterfly it was, and he finds it's a butterfly which only lives in South America. 
Mm. Now, how does it get to Connecticut? Or your daughter loves birds and is murdered. They're about to postpone the wedding of her sister, but they decided, no, she wouldn't want us to do that. Let's go ahead. It's an outdoor wedding. In the middle of the wedding, a bird lands in the tree and made so much noise that it disrupted the whole wedding. And, of course, everybody's reaction was, it's your daughter. While the woman was telling a group of people, including myself, this story, there was an open window in the room. What do you think flew in the window? A bird. <laughs> yeah. And that I've been in that room for years. No bird has ever even bumped into the window, let alone fly in. And another mm. woman, because of the bird stories, um, was on the parkway one winter driving along, and she said, I heard my son's voice. Now, he, he died and also loved pigeons. That I heard my son's voice, and a pigeon landed right in the lane I was driving in. And the voice said, Mom, slow down. So I slowed down. As I came around the turn in the parkway, there was a sheet of ice and dozens of cars piled up. And if I hadn't slowed down, I would have been one of them. Mm. Now, you know, I accept those. And one of the most mystical, if I may, about myself again personally, so people can diagnose me as crazy if they want to. <laughs> I was doing a guided imagery. And again, see, I talk about experience. I didn't believe in this stuff. It was being done many years ago. Dr. Carl Simonton was doing a workshop, and he said, we'll do guided imagery. And I thought, this is all crazy. But he was trying to teach cancer patients to use it to help themselves. And I was sitting there with my eyes open just looking at him because I thought, I didn't come here for that. I came to learn some things. But he looked at me, and I thought, oh, I better close my eyes so he won't know I'm not doing it. I closed my eyes, and I'm an artist. As soon as I closed my eyes, the images were incredible. Absolutely. One of the, the items he led people to do was walk down a path and meet an inner guide and ask his name. And as a doctor, I have to say, I'm waiting for Jesus or Moses or, you know, Buddha, some really classy guy to show up. <laughs> and this fellow walks up and says, my name is George. And, okay, your name is George. And he had a cap on his head. Uh, it's hard to describe it. It's a funny-looking hat and, and robes and a gown and so forth. And... Um, I just thought, well, it's a funny outfit and, you know, what's on his head and I don't know, but I talked to him and we would get together and images and talk to each other. And then one night I'm giving a lecture at a spiritual center, I mean, to a normal audience of public, but in a spiritual retreat center. And as I'm talking, I notice I'm not following my notes and what I'm saying Seems better than my notes, so just go ahead and talk. So I go ahead and talk. When I'm done, a woman came up and said, I've heard you before, that was better than usual. <laughs> and the second woman said, standing in front of you for the entire lecture was a man, so I drew his picture for you. And it's George. Mm. He's a bearded man, not an average-looking guy, nor, his, as I mentioned, his garments. The second time... Speaking in the same building at a funeral, 
uh, a mystic named Alga Worrell walked up to me and said, Bernie, are you Jewish? I said, why are you asking me that? I spoke at a Christian funeral. She said, no, it has nothing to do with that. Standing next to you is a rabbi. And she again described George. Exactly. And that's when I understood his outfit, because the, the you know prayer cap was from like a couple of hundred years ago, um, what they wore, and all his, you know, spiritual and religious garments. It never connected with me, just looking at him. And then recently, which blew my mind even more, I'm in Stop and Shop, and I always carry on, because I know everybody's got troubles, and so I just relate to everybody and do things. And somebody said, oh, Dr. Siegel. I said, look, if I'm going to be a little crazy, don't call my name out. I don't want everybody to know. <laughs> Who's doing this? I said, you have to give me another name. Guess what name she picked in two seconds. George. Yeah, she said, okay, George. Oh, my. Uh, I said, I got to tell you something, ma'am. And so I told her the story. But, I mean, that's the part that just, you know, you can't deny. Where does that come from? How does it happen? And, uh, you know, I, I've had the experience as a four-year-old of almost choking to death on a toy I put in my mouth and aspirated. And I know, I left my body. I could see, I could think. You know, this is years ago when it wasn't a topic that was regularly discussed. And I just thought it was a normal event, that when you die, you leave. You know, your body dies. It's not you, you go. So I didn't, you know, tell my folks what a wonderful time I had. I was angry that I didn't die. First words out of my mouth were, who did that? Because I thought, this is wonderful. I prefer death. So I was upset, as most children are, that my parents will find me dead. Um, but I preferred it. And then was very angry when I didn't die. And I would add also, as an adult, not too many years ago, a friend learned how busy I was, like all the interviews and lectures I'm giving and traveling. And she said, why are you living this life? And I went into a trance and saw myself in a past life. To summarize, so people understand without going into gory details, I was I, a nice. I'm sorry, who, Bernie. I just need to tell you, we only have one minute left. So. All right. But I'll conclude with, I saw myself killing with a sword. And I really felt that this is why I'm a surgeon today, healing with a knife why we've rescued so many animals and our home was like a zoo, that it's what I learned from the past, the consciousness of the past. And I think in every one of us is the consciousness of those who have preceded us. So four-year-olds are playing the piano and sound like opera singers. Uh, how do they do that? It's their consciousness. It's not that we live these lives, but that they have been lived and if we elevate our consciousness, then the future is going to get a lot better, too. I, I agree with you. And I love that you brought that up, because when I hear these protégés, I've had the same thought. The, they're bringing that um, talent and that emotion and that energy from a past life. It's their soul um, re, re um, resurfacing all right. of that knowledge and beauty. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, 
I, I just want I want to thank you so much for being the risk taker that you are and for being willing to be a leader regardless of what um, people might have thought, especially initially, because you've been working at oh boy for a lot of years, yes. and it took a lot of courage. And um, I'm just so grateful for you and, and your being that risk taker and that leader for all of us, and that you've been willing to share your time and wisdom with uh, me and my listeners. So thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. Wishing you a beautiful day. Thank you, Bernie. And to all of you. And thank you, my listeners, for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please like us on Facebook by going to my website, paulajoyce.com. While you're there, browse to get more information on the guests, my books, like uh, on the books my guests, like Bernie Siegel, have written, or the ones I have written, and my services, including coaching, speaking, energy healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as overcoming abuse through self empowerment. 21 Steps for Healing the Body, and the Ultimate Creative Problem-Solving Process. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. I hope you'll join us next week when the master psychic Dwan Washington will return to our show to share his sought-after predictions for the year 2015. This is Dr. Paula, your CM, or chosen mom, as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week.